Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, Michael's here to tell us why you shouldn't spread your eggs. So, yeah, don't spread your eggs, figuratively speaking, yes. of course. I always um, find that, you know, when people say, who's spreading their eggs at home? True. Who, who's got one in the fridge here and one back in the cupboard somewhere, one in the hallway cupboard? And it's, yeah, it's not yeah, how it works. Yeah, you, you, you hardly ever literally do that. No, that's like, right. Yeah, literally. Oh, there's so <laughs> many things. Like, like, who actually literally flies by the seat of their pants? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> So, so there's all these sayings out there. Yeah. Okay. What would that even and look you actually, like? Yeah. yeah. You actually have to spell it out. Yeah. You feel compelled to spell it out yes. as you're speaking. Yeah. Um, figuratively. Figuratively or metaphorically, yeah. as opposed to literally. Yeah. But, but, um, yeah. In this case, of course, uh, I am. Yeah. Uh, so, I hear this quite a bit. So, for some reason, existing clients, and these are existing clients of mine, um, or new clients. But where, generally speaking, where the plan has actually worked yeah. and it's exceeded the assumed rate of return of 8% and the people are funding the plan by putting in the money to their superannuation on a fortnightly basis, they're getting the tax returns and everything's working. Um, there's dips, there's years that there's negatives and there's years that there's positives and they've come all through that and five years in, they're ahead of where they're expected to be. And then they state, mm, should, should should we actually spread our eggs and buy a rental house or something like that or yeah. a rental property to spread yeah. our eggs? Um, and it got me to thinking that you might be able to speak on the psychology of this <laughs> because I, if I, a plan's working- I have, I have a theory. Oh, yeah, some, have sometimes we- <laughs> but, but, but what I, before that, what I was actually going to, to say is when a plan is working and you are spread anyway, mm. and you are- with yeah. our plans, you spread across 1,700 of the, the deepest, most diversified, profitable companies in Australia and the world. Um, don't forget that even though your $1 million super balance is presented on a single piece of paper, uh, you're, 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 more than, you're the more than diversified. So, you, if you spread amongst those 1,700 companies of Australia and the world's largest company, and assuming an even money spread yep. in this million-dollar example, it's not exactly how it works. No. But it's great for illustration purposes. See, you have a million dollars spread across those 1,700 companies. You actually only have $588.23. Is that the figure? In every <laughs> single company. Yeah. So, <clears throat> tell me that that's not diversified. Yeah. Um, I think the issue is that it comes to you on on one on, piece of paper or even really worse it comes to you it pops up on your iphone on one as one as number. one number yeah um and it's really really hard to see a seven digit number yeah as in one million dollars yes uh it's really really hard to see that you only have 588 dollars 23 cents in each of those 1700 companies and, and look i'll argue with anyone any day of the week that that's not diversified and, that's the, and, and, and your eggs aren't spread. Um, so, further, 
I told Dallas to give me a long runway. Yeah, I'm going to go myself notes here to to dive <laughs> in later, but I don't want to interrupt your so, role. So further, buying a rental property is generally done outside of superannuation. Um, now, what's the best place to build up one's retirement savings? It's superannuation, yeah, bar none. Anyone who's listening to this podcast for any amount of time should know that that's, it's that's bar none. Yep. So. Let's go through it again. A couple retiring in 2022 can have up to $3.4 million combined, so $1.7 million each, in a tax-free company that we know to call superannuation. We know it as a tax-free company. Yeah. Um, once they've retired over the age of 60, uh, we know it to be a tax-free company. You can have $3.4 million per couple or $1.7 million per single person. So bar none. Yeah. That's the best place to build up retirement savings. Yeah. So why 10 years out or five years out from retirement when most when it makes sense for most people to be unwinding property positions, why would why would you actually enter into a property that you'd have to fund by debt? Yeah. Generally speaking. Well, you would have to fund by debt. Because mm-hmm. if you had a million dollars sitting yep. outside of your superannuation fund, yep. we'd say What's it doing there in cash? It should be inside. So, so um, look, we 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 see many new clients. I spoke to new clients who are podcast listeners just last night. Yeah, um, and they had rental properties, and we talked about okay, it would make much more sense to unwind these positions, Mm. pay off the debts, and get the 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 equity. Yeah, basically what they have in that of their own money. Get that into superannuation, uh, and and get that into a tax-free environment that you're going to have in a mere number of years. So, so um, it, it's a strange it's a strange thing, and I think the problem is that that people can't conceptualise that over a million dollars of money can be way. spread where your holdings are five hundred eighty-eight dollars twenty-three. If it were evenly spread yeah. amongst those seventeen hundred companies, look, I'll just yeah. put one little legal disclaimer in there. It's not evenly spread. No, no. <laughs> so, but, so um, look, the, the, the larger companies get a bit more yeah. of a slice of that pie. Yep. However- It's still the concept. It's the concept. It's 1,700 concept companies you, that you-, you, that you, you, you own 1,700 companies and the larger companies should get more yeah. than the, yeah. than the, the, you know, the, got a track the smaller companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you, can I, can you I can interject? <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got a few thoughts. The first one is- I think you've you've nailed the point there that I hadn't really um, realised is that the problem is it comes on one sheet of paper. Mm. Imagine if the the annual return that you got from a super fund had a copy of your share certificate in mm. each of those companies. You'd, you'd get a stack of paper, seventeen hundred pages high, and and every page would say you own X amount of shares in this company, which at you know as of this date is worth this amount of money. Next page. You own this amount of shares in this company, yep. which is as of this date is valued at this amount. Next page. You th- sit there and think about how long you would have to sift through all that. Yeah, seventeen hundred pages. That's that's how diversified. You think about how thick seventeen hundred pages is. It, it's it, you know. Yes. You, you'd use it to you'd use it to, to hold your roof down. It's, it's absolutely. A, it's a huge amount of diversification. So, I think that's that's a great point. Is that. You see one one number, one thing, which is SunSuper or Colonial First State or MLC or mm. Australian Super, whoever your super fund is, 
send out a sheet of paper and there's all this other, there's all extraneous sort of stuff off to the side which people sort of disregard mm. and just look for that number at the front which says 1,342,000, yeah, $621.13. And they go, right, that money's with Australian super. Mm. No wonder they go, I've got to diversify. Like, mm. I can't have one person holding all this money. It's, it's, it is, I think, that thing where we, we don't understand what's going to be on the scenes and it is because of that it makes sense to it's it's actually a rational thing if, if you think of it that way you go if you had one mate that you've if you had think of it if you, if you had 1700 friends that you'd lent 500 bucks to hmm. some of them are probably going to not pay you back but you yeah. go across the board you're probably going to be fine but if you had one friend that you, that owed you 1.3 million dollars <laughs> you'd be really nervous about that yeah you'd be really nervous about that mate's liquidity yeah. <laughs> um so I think that's probably the first point to make there is to explain that that money is is with is within um, Sun Super or Australian Super, whoever your super fund is. It's it's being administered by them, yeah. But that's not it's not invested in them. It's not it's not linked to their fortunes, if that makes sense. A- it, absolutely. And look, that's a good point. Um, first of all, I'd like to point out I I, I love that seventeen hundred share certificates idea because yeah. the the listeners you'll be able to conceptualise. Yeah. Having seventeen hundred yep. sheets of paper stacked up, yep, um, on 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 top of each other. What does what does a printer take in, in, in a like if you a throw ream a, of, a ream of paper? Is a ream of paper two hundred and fifty? Is it two hundred and fifty? Let's assume it's two hundred and fifty papers. So you get a ream of yeah. paper that you put into the printer. Yep. So um, yeah, just picture many? picture many of those seven, stacked up. Seven of them. Seven seven reams seven, of paper. Seven reams of paper. Assuming there are two hundred and fifty pages, I, I think I, I think they might be. Yep. Um, those stacked up on a desk. Yes. So that's that's effectively, and that's a share certificate for each one of the companies that you're invested into that yeah. you hold five hundred eighty eight dollars twenty three. Yeah. And and then uh, and then that company culminating like, in one million dollars. That's showing us one sheet of paper. What actually happens is you know that sheet of paper says you are invested in X amount of shares in Woolworths. Woolworths has three thousand outlets everywhere mm. that you drive around. You see a Woolworths. Yeah. That's you are a part owner of all of those different outlets and the Dan Murphys and yep. the this and the that and all the rest of it. So. The, the, yeah, the second part, so I love that. The second part of that, you, you touched on a good point there um, and I, I, I missed that point and it's a point that's come up with people before mm. uh, it, it is that people assume that there's some sort of risk in investing into a, a, a fund that's administered by a colonial first aid or a sun super mm. or a um, or an Australian super or, or you, know, you name what sort of pooled super fund. Pooled super fund, what we're talking about there is it just pools the different investors' monies together. Yep. Um, any type of trust like that is is actually held in trust for the investors or the yep. members, yep. Or the, which, which are known as unit holders. Yes. So, you know, um, for example, if your million dollars was split into unit prices of a dollar, you'd have a million units in that particular yep. fund. Um you're a unit holder, I'm a unit holder, everyone else that's in that fund is a unit holder. Now, um, collectively, whatever money is in that fund is ours. Yes. So, if somehow um, the larger superannuation fund that's actually administering that in trust for the members, if they racked up millions or billions of dollars of creditors somehow. Yes. They're, they're, those creditors they're wouldn't legally be able to get to those that's a great to idea. those funds. Yeah. And the way that I like to conceptualize that is using property, ironically. Yeah. Um, 
if you had five rental properties with LJ Hooker, yeah, uh, or that's a yeah, that's a great point. So, so what happens is that you're actually not invested into the local LJ LJ Hooker branch. Branch. They're just making it easy for you to 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 manage those properties. So you're the legal owner of that. If that local branch branch goes out of business or racks up creditors, those creditors can't legally attack your houses. Yes, you're hiring them. Yep. for it to do a job and it's no different with a superannuation a pooled superannuation fund you're effectively hiring them to do a job for you yep. you're hiring them to do the tax reporting yep. um, if you're in pension phase you're hiring them to pay you out when you when you need payouts um, do the internal uh, tax credits claiming those franking credits back um, uh, uh, and to diversify your money across those whatever those companies are let's hope it's 1700 their, their job is is purely they're they're a they're a hired they're hired help yes and you're actually not invested into or through them which is which is um, not a uh, which which is a, a not an insignificant point because that's one of the things that comes up as well that's a really a good yeah. analogy to use there is, is the yeah the rental manager for your for your property like you don't want your you don't want your rental manager for your property to go broke because then no. you've got the hassles of going and finding someone else but but you're never at all worried that if they go broke, creditors are going to come in and take your property. That, that, it's, that's right. Yeah. So, so again, to use that example, if you've got a million dollars in SunSuper and SunSuper goes broke, yeah. well, your million dollars still exists. You just yeah. have to get out of there yes. and go into another uh, another yeah. super super fund. You effectively get cut a check yeah. for your for your um yeah you know, for for your million dollars, assuming that someone didn't come in and buy that yeah. that fund and take yeah. over it. Yeah. Um. So I think that's. That's a really good point as to what I think people are worried about there. There's, there's a couple of other things um, that this touched on. And I've noticed it before is, like you say, it's shown as just one number. Hmm. Even in case, like I've seen before some super funds that what they do, which I sort of like, but it'd be interesting to take it further, is they'll show your 10 biggest holdings. So, yep. for example, if you've got a million dollars and half of that is invested in the Australian companies fund, hmm. They'll say, okay, your ten biggest companies, uh, your ten biggest holdings are of your five hundred thousand. They still only show it as a percentage thing, mm-hmm. often, and they'll go, you know, eight percent might be invested in this company, and six percent in this one, and three percent, and you know, down, down, down the line. But it only even 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 when they do show that, they only show the ten biggest. What they don't then yeah. show is the other hundred and ninety that are that mm-hmm. you are actually exposed to as well. Yes, so, yeah. Um, I think though that the it's, this is a really interesting one where it's a, a good problem to have for some of our clients, as we've seen, where we've got a plan. There's a, there's a nice, neat, smooth line drawn up and to the right going, okay, well, if if your super grows at a projected rate of, 10, of 8%, um, you know, that's where, this is where you'll get to. And then three or four years in, you know, company prices have gone up substantially and and, and often... The clients have done a really good job of sticking to the plan, putting in the money they needed mm. to, sometimes putting in more money than they needed to. And because of that, they're, they're above the line. They're above where they thought they'd be in three yeah. or four years' time. It almost feels too easy for people. So I think there's, yeah, I think there's, that's probably there, there's a like fair a, bit into it, yeah. I've, all, I've done, <laughs> all I've done is sort of what you told me to do and 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 this is, you know, we're, we're $200,000 in front of where we thought mm. we'd be. Something's, something's wrong here. And... Mm. This, I guess, touches in, in the point we t- talk about where all of those rates of return are just a projected average amount. It's not mm. how it works. You, you, don't, you, you don't have that nice, neat, smooth line. You go up, you know, company prices go up 
above by above by an above average amount, your super balance goes above the line of where we thought you'd be. Then there'll be a correction, and it'll come down to either come down mm. the line or below the line, and and then you know then there'll be a recovery and it'll go back above the line. And so it's really that the line that you think of or you draw from seven hundred thousand dollars now to two million dollars in ten years' time. Mm. You draw a nice, neat, smooth line, but it's actually—it's never. That's not how it works. It doesn't mm. doesn't grow in that way. So, I think when when people see those first few years, as we've seen, as we're seeing at the moment, it's almost a um, it's, it's a good problem to have because people are going, well, this is almost too easy. Which is why mm. I often think that sometimes the best thing that can happen with a new client is that in the first six months their balance drops because yeah. they go. It's a bit of an inoculation of. Oh, okay. This does go up and does go down, and and it's sort of par for the course. And we just need to stick to the plan, mm. which is long term, and we need to do this in the next ten years. So, um, I don't know if that, I don't know if that is. No, relevant I, I think that's got a lot to do with it as well. I yeah. think that it has a lot to do with it. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, my father was classic for saying, um, "Don't tempt fate." Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. so if you're ahead of where you thought you'd be, yeah. don't even think yeah, no, that no, you're no. doing well. Because <laughs> if you even think that you're doing well, yeah, yeah, yeah. fate will yeah. come come and take that away. <laughs> so I think I think there's a lot yeah. involved in that. I think people, I think that people even subconsciously think um, along those lines. We're ahead of where we where we thought we would be. This is this seems too easy, mm. even though we do, we do take fifteen hundred dollars yeah, yeah. a fortnight off them, for example, yeah. uh, to put into their fund. Um, they think this is too easy, mm. and and there must be a harder way to do that. Yes. Well, there is a harder way to do that. Yeah. It's to buy a rental property <laughs> ten years out from retirement. That yeah. that that makes it so much harder. Yeah. Um, if if you do really so, sort of make it harder, you can you can go you can, and do you that. Can do that. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. Um. And and just just picture what. So so when you look at your statement, just picture what Dallas Dallas's point that. Um, seven printer reams of paper yeah. stacked up on each other representing 1,700 yeah. of the companies that you're invested into share certificates. So if you actually had to go through that, yeah. imagine going through that one by one well, and I going, remember. my million dollars here, I've got $588 in this company. I'm, I'm rem- um, <laughs> I've got $588 <laughs> in this company and you just kept going through that. And um, like, like, like that would actually... That would be a good thing for people because you go. Yeah, I, I am. I do well, have my egg spread. You'd be after a day of doing that. You'd go. I never <laughs> want to look at it again. And yeah. yes, I get the concept. I'm yeah. doing this It's actually interesting. It reminds me of a um, a client uh, of ours from a few years ago who their accountant came in for their meeting, and and their accountant was um, a bit of hard work for, mm. for lack of a better way to put it. And when we're talking about okay, they. they this is what this is what we'd recommend they do with their retirement savings. You know, some needs to be allocated to, to cash in case they need to draw an income out and, you know, emergency and the rest of it we would just want to be diversified across, you know, the mm. the biggest two hundred companies in Australia and the biggest fifteen hundred in the world. And for some reason the accountant it, it was like he again, he thought it was too easy. He, he mm. sort of went, Well why do you have to do that? So well you know, again, we want to be really diverse. We want the exposure mm. to these great companies, but but we want to be <laughs> as diversified as possible. And and index funds, for anyone who uh, we've talked about this before, it's it's ridiculously cheap. It's it's mm. so cheap for for someone to do that. Like if you look at it as 
those seventeen hundred, those seven reams of printer paper, someone has to go and buy and sell those companies. Now, the accountant at the time said, well, why don't you just pick some companies and go and buy some shares for them? (laughs) And that was, I think, how I should have done. I should have gone and got seven reams of paper, put them on the table and gone, right, well, this is what what the index fund is going to do. They are going to go and buy. They're going to go and transact on this many companies. Now... If, if you want to go and do that, then yep. then sure, you go and buy 1,700 companies and then you handle the correspondence from each of them and the dividend payments, you collect that. And then when the client wants some money, you sell down a prorated amount of each mm. of those 1,700 companies and mail them the check. You can do all that if you want mm. or we can just get, get the fund to do that. And look, and it costs about, a, it costs as low as a dollar per company yeah. per year. Yeah. So, yeah. so a million dollars yeah. in uh, 1,700 companies, uh, like an index fund will set you back about 0.17 of a percent, as low as that. So that's about a dollar yeah. per company per year, yeah. um, which is really, really low cost. Yeah, and that, that was it's just an interesting one to think about. Why I don't think anyone, and this is an accountant, like he, he mm. should know about what's involved. He yeah. he has seen people buying and selling shares and the amount of paperwork that's required there, and. Mm. It's it's a it is just a, a way to think about that as that's what's involved in mm. in being that diversified. It's, it's seven reams of paper, seventeen hundred sheets of paper, with yeah. all of the transactions involved there. So, yeah. now I think that's a, a great a great point there, Michael. I think those are those are for me the two bits to wrap up. Is that people? I think when it when things work too well too early, people are they, they sort of go there's got to be this mm. has got to be something's wrong here it, it isn't it's just that that's a natural part of the cycle where some years it'll be easier some years it'll be harder you know yeah when, when it goes down by 30 percent, no one's going oh this is too easy people no. are going oh that's why i get the good returns in those other mm. years is because i have to ride this out and then yeah i think that's the, the real visual for people to take away from that is that when you see your statement from your super fund it's not you don't have a million dollars invested in SunSuper or in or in now the Australian Retirement Trust is what it's yeah. called. Yeah. You don't have a million dollars in any of these funds. You've got that money spread right out already. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.